Legend has it, underneath the NJM insurance offices lies a room of rejected mascot memorabilia. Is it real? No one knows. But we do know NJM is proud to put policyholders first. No jingles or mascots, just great insurance. NJM. McDonald's presents Burger Reviews by Hamburglar. Today's review, the hotter, juicier, classic burgers. Mr. Hamburglar. Bravo, bravo. He said, of all the McDonald's burgers I've ever hamburgled, these are the hottest, juiciest, and tastiest. Brobble. Hurry in and enjoy one of our 350 bundles, like a daily double and small fries, for a limited time. Price and participation may vary, cannot be combined with any of the offer comparison of prior classic burgers. There's no place to escape to. This is the last time. On the left. <laughs> That's when the cannibalism started. What was that? The old man reaches his highest true. I understand, and my job is a citizen. I reach down and I tie his shoe. And I touch his little balls, and I was like, hey, old man, you just remember I can do anything I want to because you're frail, and you're old, and I'm right. young, and I'm strong. No. So know your place in society. I give him a little pat. He's like, get out of here, you fucking Illuminati. Man, what he is. He was, he's old. He's, he's just an old man tied to shoe. Yeah, everyone survives because they fucking make a deal. Because they cut a deal with the devil. But he's not surviving. He's about to die. I'm saying, anybody who's still alive after 70, cut a deal with somebody. So that they have uh, irritable bowel syndrome yeah. and society has changed all around them yeah, and so they can't you, keep up? It's like every story we see, we need to make a wish with a genie and then the genie makes the wish bad. A monkey paw scenario. Yeah. Oh, right. A monkey <laughs> paw scenario. Is the real gin. Most. Welcome to the show. That's Marcus Parks. I'm Ben Kissel. We're joined by a terrible human being. <laughs> I don't really do these things. That's satire. Oh, That's why is satire? It? You know, I don't really go and yes. I touch old men. If I fucking wanted to, I could. Sure. What the fuck are they going to do? Yeah, you were in World War II. Guess mm-hmm. what? That was 60 years ago. Was, right. it, was it 60 years I'm ago? I'm the MTV generation. <laughs> <laughs> All right? Yeah, you fought the greatest war. You know sure. what I did? I got no jobs, thanks to you. Mm-hmm. This country, you, you, dra- you t- you're, you're fucking drying up the well. Old man. I think you're projecting a lot of things, a lot of your insecurities and inefficiencies on this poor elderly no, gentleman. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That's Henry Zabrowski. It's me. It's Henry Zabrowski. Hi. Hello. I mean, you better not be an old man. Well, <laughs> shut off the- that fucking podcast. Put away your computer that my generation made possible. Mine. Not yours. No, what Alan, did you do to Alan make Turing, th- I think, would be it. Yeah. <laughs> give him a lot of credit no, for being of that generation. I'm talking. Uh, no, no, and man. a homosexual. Isn't that something? <laughs> all right. Well, speaking of computers, all of the stories that we're about to read to you on today's creepy pasta program came from the computer. Ghostly gnocchi. <laughs> ghostly. Oh, nothing like fluffy pillows of ghostly gnocchi. Ghostly gnocchi sounds amazing. Oh man, to be good just goat cheese gnocchi, gnocchi, mm. and you eat that. You got some lamb ragu on the side. Mm, sign me up. And That's they my did. pornos. Did you just hit puberty? Oh, yeah. <laughs> happened. I'll have the gnocchi, please. Oh. Yeah. Batman? <laughs> uh, yeah, something like Batman. I'll have the Batman special, please. Yeah, that's swear the, to me that you'll bring me gnocchi. That's the third. That's the third puberty when Henry goes through menopause, which is kind of bizarre because he's not technically a woman. Yeah, so we're gonna read some creepy pasta today. Yeah. Now, this is a big thing. You know, we've had a lot of flack from people. You know, these nine one one calls that we used to do for these scary episodes—they're 
irresponsible. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. You know, and we know and we, we're stopping doing it. We're not doing it anymore. Right, Marcus? Right. You know, we're not playing any more 911 uh, calls uh-huh. because it's it's terrible. It makes people upset. Uh-huh. And so today we're just going to be reading creepy pastas and it's going to be, it'll be, we're just going to scare you a light scare. Well, you didn't set up that surprise at all. I'm just you know? saying we're not playing any 911 calls. Right. No 911 calls. None. I wonder if we're going to play a 911 call. Ben? <laughs> just, the I game almost, is yes and. Oh, it's I an see. improv game. You keep the ball in the air. Right. You're not playing any 911 calls. And if I hear one, I'm quitting the podcast. Oh, okay. Oh. Well, then I hope we play a bunch. <laughs> um, all so right. are we so, ready to read some some creepy pasta? Yeah. Some spooky spaghetti. Let's read some spooky spaghetti. You know, I actually, well, because I was sleeping in my hotel room in New Orleans, but it is true, though. There's so many talk of ghosts and yeah. stuff that I was really waiting to, like, wake up and see an old man, like, mm. standing at the foot of my bed. And then it did happen. Right. But it was just the help. And obviously, uh, <laughs> And yes. I was like, don't make the bed while I'm in it. And he's like, oh, is that a goal? <laughs> yeah. That's similar to your maid joke that oh, you did. Oh, is that uh, a rain? On the last episode of, or two episodes ago now. Um, and Henry, um, we just covered the Bridgewater Triangle, of yes. course. Yeah, a couple and, episodes ago. Uh, and, um... Henry, you wanted to defend yourself. In yes, New I want to say that. Yes, and it's I a little bit late Orleans. coming. But yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you guys can say whatever you want about uh-huh. me because I'm not in the studio. But guess what? Yeah, I was fucking hammered. Right, <laughs> right. on this tour on this with this tour. poor tour guy. I know more than him. Right. Yeah. You're going to come at me and try to tell me what you know, well, and I don't know consider if you the cu- fact that some people on this tour are fucking experts at right. the paranormal. Technically, you came at him because he, he was just leading a tour. I paid guy. to take the tour. Yes, but he. But but that's <laughs> no. what I'm saying. That's why I then said that yes to the tour. It's a good tour. French Quarter fandoms is a good tour. Sure. Because he answered my questions, and sometimes you got to fucking the old couple that. I was standing next to in the in the in the tour group. They started asking me questions. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah, and you know? how do you think that made the tour guy feel? I don't give feel. a shit. Tour guide feel. I feel like maybe he felt like less of a man, and I beat him. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, something like that. Maybe he was making borderline minimum wage <laughs> and just didn't want to deal with a chair of based ghost lover. <laughs> but who knows? Henry was telling us. Uh, he would go to the dude. He'd be like, "And this is, you know, such a such a mansion, and it's haunted." He'd be like, oh, "Are those the original structures?" Yeah, but did they ask the good questions? Did they give a paint job in 1983 <laughs> on those structures? Now, because that will affect. It the will o- affect. <laughs> <laughs> all, um, right. all right, so all go. right, so now let's start again. Let's start, so so creepy pastas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, lay down on your bed. Okay, you're gonna unbutton your shirt a no, little no. bit if you're a man. If you're a woman, just take off your bra underneath your shirt. <laughs> Smoke a fucking bowl of whatever you can get. Some some goldenrod fuzz. Mm-hmm. Some fucking deep dish nugza. Only marijuana though. Marijuana. No, yeah. yeah. No bad. No, no crack. No. no crack. No. no. You could you could smoke smoke crack if you if you want. And that's what you do. If that's what you do when you listen to podcasts, I don't know how you'd focus on a podcast if you're all fucking high on crack. Yeah. But if that's what you do, lay back, turn off the lights, and just let us coast you to a cemetery. Load of ghosts on the sounds of our voices. That's great. <laughs> All right, <laughs> that was that was great. So. That is great. All right, there we go. In the mirror. <laughs> Don't look at me. All right. Normally you sleep soundly, but the thunderstorm raging outside is stirring you from your sleep. You begin to doze. Then another crash jolts you awake. You're awake. Mm-hmm. The cycle lasts most of the night. So you lay there, eyes open and outward, looking at your room stretching out before you in oblong shadows. Your eyes move from nameless object to object until you reach your mirror, 
sitting adjacent to you across the room. Suddenly, a flash of lightning and the mirror flickers in illumination. For a scant second, the mirror reveals to you dozens of faces, silhouettes within its frame, mouths open and eyes blackened. They stare at you, their black pupils fixed upon your face. Then it's done. Are you sure? What are you saying? Unsettled, you don't sleep for the rest of the evening. The next morning, you remove their mirror from your wall and toss it in the trash. It didn't matter if the vision you had seen was of truth or falsehood. If you wanted to be rid of that mirror, in fact, you scrap every mirror in your house, just like the Larsons did when Ed was born. <laughs> Weeks pass and the event of that night fall into passive memory. You are spending the day at a friend's house and it's time to use the bathroom. Hmm. While you're in there, the faucet starts to run without you prompting it. Taken aback by this, you do not yet act trying to reason with your paranoia in your mind. The water starts to steam, and a skin of moisture covers the mirror up above. You're watching intently as words form. Please return the mirrors. We miss watching you sleep at night. Well, that's great. Uh, and <laughs> it is scary. Get those in mirrors. the mirrors. <laughs> Get oh, those mirrors Lordy Lou. I, like, I feel like the mirror has been like, you're looking fat. Yeah, you're not looking great. <laughs> that's okay. I'll make you look thinner. Those pants don't fit. Oh, my goodness. The meanest mirrors around. So, yeah. So, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Remove you all your fart? mirrors. No, no. no someone just, took a shit and they just it's a, stop it. Stop yeah. it. Just stop people talking about it. People are tired of hearing about it. People are tired of hearing about the weird smell in the basement. I know about the weird smell in the basement. It was a sudden weird smell. Yeah. I mean it every day. I was going to say edit it out, but now because of your reaction, we have to keep it in. No, nobody farted. It is just disgustingly. Ugh. It is a... A good odor. I for saw a pretty young bosses. girl going to the bathroom and she dumped. Maybe that's it. Ooh, mm, that's hot. It's like we're on a date. Yeah. All right. So I got to read these things here. Um, all right. This one's called Power Outage. Uh, when I was six, everything was simple. And this is true. This is a true story. Yeah, is this real? Yeah. Is this oh, yeah. real? Is it real? <laughs> yeah. I'll read it in a child. When I was six. Uh, when I was six, everything was simple, you know, just like every other six-year-old's life, like pretty simple stuff. Although there was a, there was this time when, well, actually, I don't know what happened. It was June 13th, 1999. You were how old then? 22? I was six. Yep. Yeah. It was cold, even though it was summertime. Th- like 32. Yeah, you're 32 years old. I was six. June 13th, 1999. It's a true story, so I don't know how to, I don't, I can't refute that. I was alone in the basement playing my Game Boy. <laughs> this is what it says. 1999 Game Boy. Um, all right. In one of those plug-in light, uh, light attachments, nothing really out of the ordinary until it started to rain. In fact, it was a rather big storm, and I was in the basement while my parents were upstairs when the lights flickered. Isn't that scary stuff? That's scary, huh? Downstairs playing your Game Boy, and then and then your parents are upstairs, and then the, the worst storms. storyteller ever born. The, the, the storm starts, and then, uh, the, and then you're like, oh, that's scary. You know? I can see how that's scary. Um, I was there, so I remember. I remember feeling chills. Kids will never learn to read. Yeah, 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 yeah. Either way, the lights were flickering. Yeah, they shouldn't have been flickering at the uh, at the time. I didn't think much of it though, and I just continued to play my Game Boy. Maybe maybe uh, Kirby. I was sucking in some enemies. I was actually about the uh, to beat the. Oh no no, that's right. I was actually about to beat the third gym leader uh, when all the lights in my house just shut off. 
As a six-year-old, I was pretty frightened. You can imagine that. Uh, nothing like this has ever happened to me before. It was so dark, so eerie. I had this feeling of nervousness throughout my body. I ran upstairs as quickly as I could, pretty slow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But as quickly as I possibly could. More well, of a carry- shuffle, amble. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Loped up the stairs like an ape man. I was drunk. <laughs> You know, Year six. I started drinking young. Yeah, seven feet tall. Young. Mm-hmm. I ran upstairs as quickly as I could while carrying the Game Boy, and it was my only source of light. I looked at my parents, and they were not there. They were gone. So I was like, home alone. Nothing bad can happen. Oh, you know, ah, you're a filthy animal. And Daniel Stern. The Wet Bandits. <laughs> of course, that's a home alone yeah. reference. Uh, <laughs> of course, so I cried out for my parents' names. I was like, banked, Laura. Those are my parents' names. Um, that's true. Banked? Nothing. Banked. My dad's name is Banked. You're getting in the way of the story. Binked? Like banked. A, like a Muppet? B- no, not like a Muppet, like a German. B-E-N-G-T, banked. I didn't have no clue that your father was named after a fake thing. I had well, no idea a, your father had a fucking horrible Well, name. he's a real man, if I can continue. Okay. Nothing. Uh, I, I cried out their names, and I, I heard nothing. I ran into every room looking for them, and they weren't there. Then banked. I started to hear things, tapping on the glass, footsteps, and creaks on the floor. Someone or something must have broken into the house. Perhaps Daniel Stern. The wet bandits. I couldn't process what was going on. I just sat there on the floor crying, burying my face in my arms. I kept crying until I heard something coming in from upstairs. Rather slowly, I shined my light on it. Big, white, very tall. <laughs> it was not one of my parents. You didn't pre-read this, right? No, no, no. Uh, I did not. Big, big white eyes. It, oh, big white eyes. Yeah. Big white eyes. So big, white eyes, very tall. That was uh, that was not one of my parents. Although that is actually kind of my, that this describes my dad. Pretty good there. But my heart stopped. And uh, what is that question mark? As it almost reached the top of the stairs, at this point, I was paralyzed with fear and I couldn't move. The light shot back on it. And it was staring at me with its eyes huge that looked like they were beating it like a heart. They were beating like a heart, these eyes. Like, like a heart. These eyes were beaten. Good description. Uh, thank you. And its face skin was partially torn off, re- uh, revealing its muscles. I could see huge columns of saliva coming from its mouth. It was gesturing with its finger for me to come over to it while a sickening grin was on its face. My parents then came in uh, through the front door as they had gone. To- my parents then came into the through the front door as they had gone to the neighbor's house, and I turned and looked back at the stairs to find nothing. So we're That's just story. we're just gonna give them like really short ones from now on. Yeah, that was a good one. That was good because it's like, oh, I'm downstairs. I'm playing my Game Boy. Right, the lights start flickering. I run upstairs. Mom, Dad, where are you? Oh shit, they're nowhere to be found. Cry, cry, cry. Then I look at the stairs. Big white eyes, beating like a heart. This is good though. You see, you just did. You see that pacing. Yeah. that yeah. drama. That like kind of gives it an ending. You know, car launch. You build. You build to an end. But then my parents yeah. came home. Your meandering the sort of I'm just putting through here <laughs> style. Yeah, is different. You know, like it's different to the pacing of the story. Well, either way, that was a really scary one. <laughs> <laughs> it was various. Who's on the stairs? You All know? right, I'm gonna read one called "The High Price We Pay at the Pump." Hell yeah! Pump, oh look! Pump 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 mm-hmm. pump pump pump. pump. That'll be forty dollars. Oh, look, baby, the price of gas is a whole dollar cheaper at that gas station. Pull in and top off. Sure thing, doll face. Aw, bae, it's packed over there. It's going to take 20 minutes to just to get to the pump. So what? The money we save right now pays for your lunch tomorrow. Don't be so So lazy. lazy. 
Ron reluctantly follows his wife's request and pulls into the local Shell station to take advantage of the amazing deal on gasoline. Is this written by, like, BP or something? Yeah, this is, yeah. (laughs) You can only find at BP fuel stores. (laughs) The longer he waits, the more and more aggravated he gets. The person directly in front of him is taking an abnormally long amount of time to fill up his small Prius. He almost (laughs) seems to be stroking the grip of the pump a little too awkwardly for Ron's comfort. Mm. It was cold outside, (laughs) and the weird man had gloves on, so he figured he was just trying to warm up his hand. Ron, Mm. when you finish pumping, can you run inside and get me and Sophie some ices? Ron's truck was nearly on empty and taking forever to fill. The breeze shooting under the canopy was much colder than he anticipated. He notices his fingers and hands starting to tingle and numb from the frigidity. Once he's done, he goes inside to get the drinks. As he was pouring, he started feeling a violent tingling sensation crawl up his arm at an alarming pace. When he pulls up his sleeve, he notices several red, vein-like streaks bulging up past his wrist towards his shoulders. As the streaks hit his neck and carotid artery, he begins to feel like his blood is boiling within him. Wave after wave of crimson blood begins to spray out of his mouth and nose, hitting the entire line of customers at the counter. As he slowly stumbles out of the store, he can hear screams and sounds of vomiting behind him. Ron finally makes it to his car, and his wife opens the door in a panic to see what was wrong with her husband. As he falls within her grip and into the car, she notices his skin slides off his muscles Hmm. as though it were poached in boiling water. He sprays the last of his bloody bile over her. Let me say that again. Bloody bile bile. over her and their terrified daughter in the back seat. As he sags away through her arms, she sees dozens of patrons suffering similar fates all over the gas station lot. The domino effect was unmistakable. So were the red veins protruding from Sophie's neck and the boiling sensation in her own chest. And then she looked up at the sign and it said, Three ninety nine a gallon! Oh you my god! <laughs> With um, prices like So yeah, those. they had a they had a the disease. <laughs> so I, that's what that is, right? Yeah, they just started they, losing their skin. No, it was the the disease is that there was a gas station. This is how I see it. Is mm. that the gas station was the ground Where they zero? Go to die. It was the ground zero for uh, a, a virus, an infection. And they got with the white lure, gloves, and they lure people in with low, 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 prices low prices. On oh, gas. that's the problem. So that's why I person, stopped going to get gas, and I just right. let the car just sit on the street. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. what I do. I stay, I stay safe. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't go to any place that has to sale mm. because the only thing they want to do is suck your dick. That's right. You well, know, that I go so to bad. yeah. I time I go to the store and they're like, oh, we got sale on canopies and i was like what's yeah. canopy i've never had that and they're like start sucking your dick well, it's an old that? man and he's like what's sucking your man? dick and playing with your balls and that's why i don't have any respect for old men yeah all they want to do is suck your dick every old man i mean hmm. oh world war ii world war ii i'll suck your dick for fucking five dollars i'll make you let me suck your dick well, man. it seems like you want to get your dick no. sucked by an old man no is because i'm just saying they lot. force me to do it do that now how does an old man frail Bad he gets hard. you all hard he... by being all slutty, and then he uh-huh. fucking sticks your dick in his mouth. Okay. Well, well you know, speaking, that's speaking about old people, I've got a creepypasta. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's about old people. Uh-huh. That sounds great. So, yeah. So, so. That sounds great. <laughs> right. Yeah. This does not. No. This is not no. going to be a. Uh... Okay. Here we go. 911? Oh, it is. 
an emergency, but it is sort of one to this little old lady. I've been terribly upset, and I thought the only thing I could do, I don't think of sleep pills and all of that. I went out and bought myself a couple of small bottles of beer. I thought that would relax What's me. What's the problem? The problem is I can't open the bottle. Could you send a man over, and I'll be downstairs and have him open the bottle. Okay, now, wait a minute. Okay, wait a minute. Am I correct that you can't sleep, so you went out and bought two bottles of beer, and you want a policeman to come by and open them for yes. you? Yes, please, because I don't have any equipment here that seems to handle that kind of a pop. And, uh, I, I have never gone in. I think I had a ketchup bottle once, and uh, a neighbor broke the top off. Aww. Well, listen, I'm going to get you someone out there to open those beer bottles. Well, you just stay in your apartment now, yeah. and I'll send them up to the apartment. What's your phone number? Uh, well, I take a look at it. It's a new one, and I don't remember it very well. Oh, this is scary. <laughs> well, that's, you know. It's just funny. Oh, okay. It's okay if it's funny. Yeah, it's okay if it's funny. I figured it'd be I okay, but it was a little grim. It's adorable. Just, you know, sometimes, and that's to show you, Henry, that sometimes old people can be fun. That they is right. That's yeah. true. Maybe I'm wrong, you know. Yeah. You that's might really, be. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes old people are cute and fun, and sometimes they get to waste government dollars to call the fucking 911 services to get someone to help her drink her fucking booze. That's okay. I like this woman and I'm happy that the uh, operator is sending an officer. Yeah, yeah, you know? an officer. And they just to- show up and taser. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she might get killed if she uh, acts erratic. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, okay, that was a nice 911. That was nice. That was, uh, nice. That was yeah, sweet yeah. and adorable. I mean, I kind of, I mean, I fooled you into it. Yeah, thank yep. you, though. Thank yeah. you. They didn't see that coming. <laughs> no, nobody saw that coming. Um, all right, Henry, do you want to read another creepy yes, absolutely, story? Yes, absolutely, I do. pasta. Hold on, let me find What'd you find it there? Um, this is called the Kaleidoscope. That's one of those toys, right? Yes, a caveat, yeah. A caveat. Yeah, yeah, I know you had a you had a, a very sparse, yeah. bad childhood. Right, right. But it's a it's a simple toy. The parents are supposed to give to their kids. Yeah, no, yeah, this yeah. is a simple toy. Yeah, you know, They've been have since the 1880s. Yeah, it's oh, shaped I like see. a telescope. You put it up to your eye and yeah. you rotate it, and it shows different pretty different uh, pretty. Ooh, things I always ask my mom if I could see that movie. Yeah. Yeah, but she never let me. No, because you were sitting like underneath the cabinets. You were underneath the sink. Yeah. Right. Because that's where they keep this, where they kept the bear children. I was just making my face like a Mr. Yuck sticker, putting my tongue out there and And don't drink the bleach, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, And of course, the only movie they'd ever let you watch is Triumph of the Will. Yeah. 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 Getting Grandpa all pumped up and screaming (laughs) at television, be like, I was there. Uh, I was there holding a flag. That's right. The kaleidoscope. (laughs) (laughs) This is a true story. While honeymoon in May, honeymooning in Maine with my wife, my wife and I stopped in the picturesque town of Booth Bay on a particularly dreary and rainy day. Since our planned picnic was out of the question, we sought shelter in a dilapidated little antique store near the harbor. While my wife inspected the large chests and side tables near the door, I eagerly examined the antique tools and seafaring equipment inside the glass sales counter at the back. You know how I like tools. Yeah, we do. And seafaring equipment. Right. (laughs) It's great at my super narrow railroad railroad apartment I have. It's great to just fill it with fucking old sea boats. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough, but Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. 
With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. And that helps you save time. I know I'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with horse pics. Now, part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents' accounts. Now, so what I've done to do is like, so while I'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse picks over various country borders, I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. Welcome back to our studio where we have a special guest with us today, Toucan Sam from Fruit Loops. Toucan Sam, welcome. It's my pleasure to be here. Oh, and um, it's Fruit Loops, just so you know. Uh, fruit? Fruit. Yeah, fruit. No, it's Fruit Loops. The same way you say studio. That's not how we say it. Fruit Loops, find the loopy side. Your home is your place of peace. It's clean. It's welcoming. <sighs> and it's definitely not crawling with invading insects if you use Ortho Home Defense Max. Use it indoors on non-porous surfaces to treat and prevent cockroaches, spiders, and ants for up to 12 months. So your home can stay your place of peace, your work-from-home office, and your family's headquarters. Kill bugs inside, keep bugs outside, and love your home. Visit ortho.com for more. Being a collector of optics and mariner's instruments, a white person, <laughs> I hope to find a sextant, or perhaps an old leather-bound telescope. Mm. A particularly interesting piece caught my eye. It appeared to be a heavy brass flashlight, bearing a worn brown patina, but remarkably modern in design. I asked the shopkeeper, but he could only tell me it was found in the same old sailor's chest as several of the compasses and the sextant also on display. He inquired as to whether I would like to purchase it for $5, or perhaps have it for free. It's worthless to me. Nobody wants it. When I remarked about the price, he sighed wearily, and then reached into the cabinet and retrieved it for me. Here, see for yourself, feller. What the, he said feller. He did, yeah. <laughs> yeah, with the art. Yeah, he said one that, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, that's what they say. It's Maine. Okay. So he was like, yeah, see for yourself, feller. I see, yeah, yeah, yeah. That horrible <laughs> accent. Mm-hmm. The craftsmanship was wonderful, mm-hmm. quite durable, and apparently handmade. Perhaps somewhere in Europe. 
Mm, Europe. Yeah. Oh, interesting. That's Europe. Yeah, you guys say Europe. That's how they in Jeopardy is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Worn lettering indicated it might be German or perhaps Austrian in origin. I twisted the bulb, housing, and a weak red beam swept out. Poking it into a dark corner of the shop, I was greeted with fantastic monotone swirls, moving and entwining with each other like a pit of eels. As I stared further into this unusual projector kaleidoscope, my fanciful mind invented ghoulish faces and sinuous gnarled tendrils, shutting the device off. I turned excitedly to the shopkeeper. Fantastic, I said. It must have an oil filter of sorts in front of the lens. I have two Victorian kaleidoscopes, but none of that none that are illuminated like this. You don't get it, do you? Nobody gets it. They'll come back to return it after a while. The shopkeeper leaned on the counter and I could see that he was breathing heavily. Perspiring. He was four hundred pounds. Y'all think it's some sort of trick. So they start seeing it when the lights off. That ain't no projection, mister. That damn thing. That light. It ain't making up those creatures. It's cool. It's just letting your eyes see what's already there. And that's why my mom never bought me one. You know, because she was like, those are for the devil. It's the devil's telescope. Yes. Oh, oh that is Oh, good. enjoy your devil's telescope, mom. Uh-huh. Well, and then all you have to do is not buy it, bro. Yeah, no, just don't it buy it. Yeah. Pretty easy. I yeah, his, his bartering, uh, bartering style was pretty bad, though. It's $5 yeah, 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 yeah. are free, but I think he went, went with the $5. Oh, Victorian kaleidoscope. Yeah. I love the leather bound kaleidoscopes that I already have because my yeah. life is boring. He had two kaleidoscopes <laughs> yeah, Sometimes I play with a bit of trash like it's a soccer ball. I yeah. kick it back and forth. Oh, what a fun game. <laughs> that is a fun game. Uh, that sounds great. All right. Well, it's my turn. Do you want to? Do you want to take shredders? Do I want shredders? Do you want shredders? I don't I'll, care. And I'll take the gapper. It's the gaper. <laughs> well, well, it's, well, are you worried we'll that I'm going to ruin we'll get, the, yeah. the gaper? We'll it. it is G A P E R. That is gaper. It's, it's the gaper and creepy pasta. Yeah, creepy pasta. I, I mean, I'd, are you worried I'm going to ruin it because I'm going to say the gaper? Just go for shredders. Shredders. The gapper. Well, it is technically not the gapper. Okay, th- so this one's called shredders. All right, so if you're reading this, turn turn your lights. Uh, hold oh, on. I, see, I, I read the gaper. I actually, I read some of the gaper. I was prepared for it. Some of you, you, you called prepared is I read some that's of. What I, that's how we prepare. And then the rest, it just improvs and flows. So Obviously. Wonderful. Yeah, no, people love me on these episodes. Everyone always says Ben reads to us so, so good. Thoroughly. Yeah. He's definitely reading something. It's like he cares about this. No, I'm a 32-year-old man. Okay. So now this one's called Shredders. <sighs> okay, so if you're reading this, turn your lights off before you continue. Okay. So they are they are attracted to light. Okay, okay. So you got to turn your lights off because these goddamn things are attracted to light and they, uh, they're alive in the room. I call them Shredders. They will shred any any form of life th- they come in contact with. Yeah. Don't be fooled by their human appearance. Mm-mm. The only, I mean, this just seems like a bad office job. Uh, they only seem human <laughs> with their expressions, face, and with their expressionless face and slow, steady pace, it's kind of kind of a Raimi type thing there. Uh, but their eyes grow wide when they see life, and they can't help but murder them with their long, sharp nails. 
<laughs> and they will start with your face, ripping it to shreds. Then they'll go onto your neck. And then your and pussy and your crack. <laughs> that, that's correct. After that, you're dead, so you can't feel uh, the rest anymore. Um, but they shred you until you are a big pile of rotten flesh. They should be calling the slawers. Yeah, we turn you, in, yeah. you into coleslaw. I guess it's not as scary as shredders. No. Though. We're no. the slaw boys. We're the slaw boys. Yeah. We make slaw out of you, but also cabbage. Mm. All sorts of slaws. Can you make it out of Henry first so I can eat a little bit of them before you shred me up and slaw me down? Shred me up. I know this because... Okay, so yeah. So it's like you turn into a big rotting pile of flesh. And this person, who, who is me, uh, knows this because I survived an attack of the Shredders. My family wasn't so lucky. The only reason I survived is because I thought of a way to stop them. Uh, you just gotta throw salt on them. I got a picture what? of my mother and held it out of the front... Uh, okay, I got a picture of my mother and held it out uh, held it out in front of my face. They can't kill what is already dead. Foolproof. Indeed. <laughs> Nothing dumb about this idea Wolf that Man's I definitely... Wolfman's got nards. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so their footsteps sound like leaves cracking uh, because of the way their bones rub against each other. If you, if you hear this uh, noise... If you hear this, if you hear this noise outside your window, don't worry. There may be time for you to save your life. Hurry and grab a picture of the one of your family members before they get to your room. I bet you're thinking, "What? My family is alive and well. Are you sure? When the last time? When was the last time you checked on them?" <laughs> Some about the cheery way that you said that. Are you sure? When was the last time you checked on? Can I read reread it? No, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, uh, it's already said and done. Yeah, it's all good. So that's scary. Yeah, it's scary. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's why real. I wanted you to do it, Ben. Because I did it so good. Because you're scary. Yeah. Hey. Hey, what you're thinking? What? My Are you, my family? Well. Wait a second, Are there, friend. Sure? My family is alive and well. When was the last time you checked on? Them? Oh, it's been years. <laughs> your family's dead, and you've it's been, been eating them, boy. All right. He tried to have a shredder called pancreatic cancer. Oh, that's sad. That's sad. Well, very scary story, and I'm so happy I got to read it for all of you. All right. Well, this one's called The Gapper. The Gaper. <laughs> Starring Asia Akira. Ooh, I like that. In The Gaper. The Gaper. Everyone has heard it. The voice in your mind that comes from nowhere, bringing absurd thoughts that you have to shake off. The voice urges us to pull into traffic jump from deadly heights and reminds us just how easy it would be to take someone's life. This phenomenon has been labeled as intrusive thoughts, unwelcome involuntary thoughts, images, or unpleasant ideas that are upsetting or distressing and can be difficult to manage or eliminate. But how are these thoughts intruding? Where are they coming from? Why do they come? Who do they come? <laughs> That's not us. Who? Who do they come? Where? You're ruining the story. What do they come? Zenon. <laughs> There is a place rumored to exist between the living and the dead. This place, however, is not for the living. It's Portland. <laughs> or the dead. It exists just outside the reach of the souls who travel from this world to the next. It is a cold and dark place, and its only inhabitant is resigned to a lonely, miserable existence. It is beyond reach, but not beyond sight. It's like being in your room. Ah, I ben. see. That's a funny joke, yeah. The poor creature that lives in this real reality is forced to watch as the bright souls exit our world and continue their journey onward. The Gapper, Gaper. as it is called, <laughs> is banned from entering the next world, and so it stands with its mouth open and contorted in a frown of disbelief and anguish, watching as we pass within sight. The Gapper's world 
is truly dark, and the only illumination comes in fleeting flashes from the traveling spirits. This comforts it, and in order to keep the lights coming, the gapper nudges and prods us towards our end. Psychologists have wondered why we get these intrusive thoughts, but the truth is, they don't originate from within our own minds. We are being used, called to death like a match in the basement. I don't know cat match in the base. I don't know I don't it. called to death like a match. I in the never basement. called it a it's match a cool in the basement. Sentence. Yeah. It's, it's a, a cool sentence. It's a real like, cool sentence. But yeah, I, if there's a match oh, in the basement, would you go to the match in the basement? Like, I don't no, know. I don't know. Uh, it's because yeah, you um, light the match in the and basement. Then it, it's, yeah, and then it, it dies. extinguishes. Yeah, but, you're, but you're called to death like that. Like they're saying that death is the match in the basement. So you're going down to the match in the basement and the death. It's not written well. I mean, that's the matter. None of these are written. None of these are written. I'm burning. Well. I'm burning. It's like, yeah, you're a match. You're you're a flame. Yeah. Um, okay. I shall read another. Yes, you shall. In the headlights. Hmm. Real story. This is a real one. They're yeah. all real. Oh, I see. I was driving home late one summer evening. It was dark, and everyone was in their beds. My eyelids felt heavy as I struggled to pay attention to my driving on the dark and empty country road. I knew this road so well, I could probably drive home with my eyes closed. It didn't sound like a bad idea as I sleepily nodded. It's a horrible idea. It's, it's a bad a idea. idea. You should drive while you're asleep. Before I knew it, my eyes were closed and I was asleep for a couple of seconds before jerking my head back up and shifting my body in the seat. I rolled down my window and let the cool air blast in my face. I was almost home. just needed to focus on my driving a little longer. Focus! Then I could collapse into my soft bed. Focus. Focus. I opened my eyes. I must have fallen asleep again. There was something in the middle of the road ahead, but I was still waking up and didn't even cross my mind yet that I should slow down. It happened so fast. My eyes widened as I saw a deer, a doe. A female deer. That glowed white in the headlights. But something was strange. It was bounding right towards me. Adrenaline suddenly shot through my body and I felt numb. I swerved the vehicle in hopes of evading a collision with this maniac animal. Split seconds seemed like minutes. I heard a thump. As I sideswiped the deer, but managed to get back on the right side of the road and look in the rearview mirror, I swear I heard a woman's blood-curdling scream. The deer was still running straight forward, but somehow its neck was completely twisted around as if broken, and it was looking at me still. Its mouth gaped open. It disappeared to the darkness behind me, along with the screaming. I woke up in my bed, the sun peeking in the windows between the curtains. Was that a dream? It must have been. My body felt shaky and paralyzed from the nightmare, and I was wet with sweat. <laughs> wet with sweat. That's disgusting. Wet. Sweat. After laying there for a while, reviewing the strange dream in my head, I finally had the ability to move again, and I rolled over to look at the window beside my bed. The white deer was staring at me with pinkish-red, soulless eyes. It screamed. <laughs> <laughs> Wakey bakey. So it's deer? <laughs> the, the big thing is deer? Yes, yeah. he's haunted by deer. Ghost deer. <laughs> I don't know. Out of all the things to be haunted by, ghost, ghost deer. Ghost we'll put out some ghost feed and have him fucking ghost eat. <laughs> I mean, you kidding me? Ghost deer? Ghost deer. All right. Well, that is scary stuff. Do you have another one, Marcus? 
I've got an. Well, well Ben's I'll read got this one. one. Yeah. Now, oh, this okay. isn't actually a creepypasta. This is something amazing that Marcus found in an old timey newspaper. Yeah, back I, in 1988. Well, I found this in a, a book. I was on one of my book buying expeditions, and I found this wonderful book called. You the went in- to buy a book. I mean, exp- did you did you hop a he ferry? Did. He did. <laughs> it was an expedition. Okay. It makes it a lot more fun when I call them expeditions. It's more fun that way. It's a That's, lot more fun oh, yeah, that way. I, but I found this book, the Encyclopedia of Martyr Murder, and inside I found this newspaper clipping from 1988. Oh, this is awesome. So it was inside the book. It was yeah, inside yeah. the book. Yeah, yeah oh, some other freak right. had this old book in here, you know, and then Marcus inherited it. Yeah. yeah. yeah, so yeah this yeah. is no. from the book Inside Down the, through oh, the, the encyclo- Ages. The Encyclopedia of Modern Murder. This little uh, little snippet was found in there. And it's a title, it's about John Wayne Gacy. And of course, as we know from our Gacy episodes, uh, he was a huge political figure and yep. things like that. So the, uh, the headline is Gacy Assails Tactic. Uh, the Springfield, Illinois, uh, condemned killer John Wayne Gacy has complained to the state Republican officials about campaign leaflets that say he would have been eligible for weekend passes had he committed his 33 murders in Massachusetts. <laughs> um, and this is, of course, tied into uh, this was um, Dukakis when he was running the, uh, the, the he was soft on crime. That was the whole thing. In a typewritten letter received Monday at the state GOP headquarters, Gacy said, it's an insult to the voting public that the Illinois Republican State Central Central Committee has to drop such a sleazy level has to drop to such a sleazy level by exploiting the name of John Wayne Gacy in order to scare people into voting for George Bush. Can't Bush just run on his own record and truth <laughs> instead of all this scary fantasy? Asked the letter, um, which it's is funny. It's, it's you. Amazing. It's you. First of all, you're yeah. the scary thing. Yeah, you're the terrifying. <laughs> you're defacing the name, the good name of John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> Um, yep. Which yep. is really amazing. Yeah, George Bush, uh, he said, you know, because not only was it like, this was a big pamphlet that was put out, and uh, he said last week uh, that all the murderers, rapists, and child molesters in Massachusetts supported Dukakis. Yeah, yeah of, of course, course they did. And I actually just watched... He looked uh, so silly in that tank. Yeah. I just, watched, I just watched a documentary on Lee Atwater last night, because uh, I'm a very cool guy that you people want to hang out with. Oh, and yeah. I was you very visibly drunk. hammered but in the it was, street. It talked a lot about Willie Horton, who was, of course, the black fellow who got out and like killed a person, and that's why everyone thought Dukakis was going to uh, was, was was in bed with all the. I also killers. love the fact that Gacy's a lifetime Democrat. He still did. Yes. He could Barack Obama could have used that leverage. That's right. Yeah. I mean, so Gacy supported Dukakis, which that's probably not good. If Gacy really <laughs> wanted him to yeah. win, he should have been like, "I love Bush, Gacy for Bush, 1988." But of course, he came out at some point. I love is, that Dukakis. You yeah. know, like him just said, like, I'm a big supporter of uh, And it's just going like, Mr. How do we get this out of the newspaper? Yeah, I, I'm happy that you like me, Mr. Gacy, but, uh, you know, you I are. I appreciate a, your vote. You know, I am glad it's. Can like, you vote you're a felon? No, I can't vote at all. It's because I killed all those boys. All the boys. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so anyway, and we might actually talk about that more on uh, Able Against Top Hat, because I think that's really fascinating. Yeah, it's wonderful. Um, but yeah, so that's why you got to go to the bookstore, people, because you never know. You buy an old-timey, creepy go book. Go to the bookstore. Might- go to the bookstore. Yeah. I found the, this book at a half-price books in Dallas, Texas. you got to just- stop going to that TV and movie store. God, go to the right. bookstore. Go that's to the great. bookstore. Go to your discount bookstores and go to the crime section. That's where I find crime and occult at discount bookstores is where I get all of my best And shit. we're the handsomest men there. Yes, oh, we absolutely. Always, always yeah. by yeah. far. Powell's Books in, in Portland is, has an amazing yeah. uh, mysticism and true crime section. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Yeah, the Strand here in New York City also oh, has wonderful best. crime. It's and, pretty uh, searched occult. over, and a lot of those guys are pretty weird down there. Yeah, oh, the people yeah. who work there, yeah. But I love going down to a basement to buy books yeah. about serial killers. It is absolutely. always fun. Compelled to go there by a match. 
um, to go to the basement. Cold I'm just trying to, to death. Call like a match to, 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 in the basement. Like a match. Um, like a all match right. Well, let's get basement. back. I think we only have one more. No, well, yeah, yeah. This we've creepy got pasta one. is really, uh, really going by zipping quick. right past yeah. us. Yeah, we got yeah. one more, maybe something else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Okay, Marcus. Well, then, are right. we going to do the one more? It's called the medic. Ooh. In the winter of 1944, with overtaxed supply lines and the Ardenus, a medic in the German army had completely run out of plasma, bandages, and antiseptic. During one particularly bad round of mortar fire, his encampment was a bloodbath. Those who survived claimed to have heard, above the screams and barked commands of their lieutenant, someone cackling with an almost girlish glee. <laughs> no, girlish, not ghoulish. <laughs> German cackling with girlish glee. <laughs> the medic had made his rounds during the fire in almost complete darkness, as he had so many times before. But never had he been this short on supplies. Mm. No matter. He would do his duty. He had always prided himself on his resourcefulness. The bombardment moved to other ends of the line, and most men dropped off to sleep in the dark, still hours of the morning. New Year's Day, 1945. The men awoke at first light with screams. They discovered that their bandages were not typical bandages at all, but hunks and strips of human flesh. Whoa. Several men had been given fresh blood transfusions, yet there had been no blood supplies available. Each treated man was almost completely covered head to toe with a maroon stain of blood. The medic was found sitting on an ammunition tin, staring off into space. When one man approached him, and tapped him on the shoulder. His tunic fell off to reveal that large patches of his skin, muscle, and sinew had been stripped from his torso, and his body was almost completely dried of blood. In one hand was a scalpel, and in the other, a blood transfusion vial. None of the men treated for wounds that night in that camp saw the end of January 1945. Awesome, and that's why they were so hard to beat. Yeah, the Germans. Yeah. They die. The doctors just work so hard. Yeah. yeah, it seems like a really nice doctor. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah right? that's the kind of care that you can't get. The American HMOs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the guy really will put himself on the line. Yeah, yeah. is this you this know? is what this podcast has all been leading up to? Is an anti-HMO <laughs> ad brought to you by Pfizer and shit like that? <laughs> It's been a long ruse. Well, that's a very scary one. That I is like a that. scary one. I yeah. like that one a lot. Yeah. 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 yeah, that one's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a medic that sacrifices himself. You know, it's not like the Russians who just kept throwing more and more. Yeah, and more yeah, yeah. They the had, line. and we had Band-Aids. You know? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah because yeah. we, we were, gave them Band-Aids. We gave our medics all the Band-Aids that they could have. Yeah, yeah. they're so light, and they're relatively cheap. Yeah, it's yeah. Band-Aids. Band yeah. Plus, yeah, we're Americans. Yeah, we're yeah. Americans. We treat people right normally. Like, we yeah. treat people like normal people, not like Dr. Frankenstein. That's right. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I can't believe we believe we just breeze through all that he gives, he gives Actually, I got one more thing. Oh, um, yeah? Yeah, yeah, I got one more thing. What it's, is it? You know, it, it's kind of... What could it be? You know, it, it's, mm. you know... It, Marcus. You know, just check it, just check it out, you know. What is that? Uh, I'm sure if I was going to help you. Oh, oh I see. I've been shot. 1040 Holly Road. You've been shot? Where's that just now? 1040 Holly Road. 1040 Holly Road. come over here. He shot four people. Please hurry. Please hurry. Anybody can you feel that, ma'am? Four people. Please hurry. How many people are injured? Four. There's four people being shot. There's four people being shot. Hello? Ma'am. Hello? Can you hear me now? 
Uh, did I lose the signal? No, that's ridiculous. I'm as a handed in the blank zone. Yeah, gotcha. Oh, that is. We're great. always going to do 911 calls. Yeah, yeah. That's I right. hope it ruins your day at work. No, that's not true. We want to enlighten everybody. That was a woman who had been killed by her father, 61 year old Alton Beasley. Uh, or actually, it was, that was 47 year old Elizabeth Beasley. Uh, she was shot by her father, Alton. Uh, and he had also called. Alton makes it sound like he's from fucking like yeah. Klaxar. Yeah, K Pax or something like that. I am Elton. I kill my daughter. Well, we don't have any criminal court here at K Pax, so uh, I guess you're. Free I guess to that's go. fine to go. I guess yeah, she's just an egg. She's a part of the hive mind, so right. it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, it was. Uh, yeah, killed 47 year old Elizabeth Beasley and 36 year old Anna Lobsack. What they do wrong? What they do bad? Nothing, Henry. They were victims of a terrible, heinous crime. It was a murder suicide. It was okay. Um, all right. Yeah, well, that's well, it's creepy cool. Pasta. Yes. Yeah. I like to throw the nine one one calls when we can. I hope. I hope they they killed your bones. Yeah. No, Henry, you don't like the people that listen to the show. Uh, I just uh, end up listening. Henry to wanted him. to do three nine. I know, and he really calls. wanted these. These were actually the first one was a straight up joke, and then the, or it was comical and lighthearted. Yeah, and then this yeah, one. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't so bad. Well, the first one was a straight-up joke because after finding that first one, I refused to look for any more. See, yeah, that's And that's right. really what it's about. It's it's reach for the moon. If you don't get the moon, you land amongst the stars. Well, that's these what that are 911 calls, though. <laughs> yeah. So this is, like, different than that analogy. Human, pure human yeah. misery. I mean... We just I haven't all, seen you laugh so hard in years. There's a lot of there's a lot of source material we use for this show. Yeah, yeah. We right, pull right. from a lot of different cows. Yeah, that's right. A, yeah, a lot of different cows. Oh, uh, right. Well, that's Marcus Parks, and he's on Twitter at Marcus Parks. Henry's Henry loves you, and I am at Ben Kissel. I'm at Ben Kissel. Yeah, and then um, oh yeah, and then listen to the roundtable and Abe Lincoln's top hat and yeah. some other human activities. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And page others. seven, I yeah. love and page, page seven. seven. Yeah, those are the ones our family um, yeah. belong yeah, to. Yeah, that's our family. Um, and that really, really does sort of sum us up as people all very kind of. You know, they're all equal. Equally inappropriate. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, with different sensibilities. Yeah. A lot of different ways. Um, Hail Satan. Hail Satan. May his power help you as it helps me. I mean, you look terrible. (laughs) uh, (laughs) That's all that matters. (laughs) All right. Hail yourselves, everybody. Hail me! And Magustalations, I believe. Yes. Always. Retire to the embankment. That's all right. 